Yeah, I've got enough friends, I don't need to pay you to be my friend. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> like, when I give my, my feedback, it's always, there's no grey, it's just, it's black and white for me. It's just like, if you want to do that, you've got to do this. And that's what it is for me. I see black and white. And really simple analogies. Like, I think, so I met Clayton four or five years ago now. I was starting a, I had like an online, not an online, we have an online thing now. I was at uni and we had a surf club. And then one of the guys had organized a session with Clay. We all come down to the beach. And it's like one foot. We're all kind of intermediate surfers. We've got one mate who's just killer. And it's like, he's on the beach, like, it's one foot. Like, bottom turn. Get to the bottom of that one foot wave, Jeremy. And do a massive bottom turn. And I'm like, there's nothing there. And I'm like shrugging my shoulders, cursing this guy. So, let me give my point of view, right? So, <laughs> fair enough. It's, it's only about, um, like, waist harm. But Jeremy's surfing in the middle of the waist high wave. So he's surfing like a knee-high portion of a waist-high wave. So if you went all the way to the bottom, you'd get more speed. And if you went all the way to the top, you'd, you'd get more room. So I'm like, Jeremy, use the whole wave. Go top to bottom. The whole of this wave. This, this whole wave. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't believe him. I was like, this guy is a dick. And then uh, we go back and we had to watch the video footage. And it was so brutal. Uh, there were more mates. There was like 10 of my mates. Video yeah, like life. Video is brutal. And then there's one mate, Benny, who's just top to bottom, doing top calves, and tell, 360. Tell them the feedback about the no arm, Oh, good mate of mine. Uh, <laughs> Name and shame, go on to it. Name and shame, Harry. Uh, really, we grew, up, we grew up skateboarding, right? So I, I grew up in the city skateboarding, took up surfing at like 20. And pretty good skater. My mate, awesome skater, like doing stairs, doing rails. He comes down and surfs, literally out the front here. And I was like, it was his birthday, we all threw him, we got him a Clayton to shake him a board. Comes down, I'm like, man, we're gonna get you coaching as well. Like, I want you on this board and I want you, like, progressing. I'm gonna show you how to go from A to B and, like, do it really well. Comes down, have a session, we get a video feedback, and Clay's like, so, Harry, imagine a man with no arms. <laughs> Can you imagine that? And then he's like, just really softly, like, and he's like, imagine this man with no arms, and we're gonna put a jumper on him, like a long sleeve jumper. <laughs> And then we're going to tell this man to sprint. What does he look like? Looks like you. I was just flat. It was bruised. Yeah, I was like, oh, dude. But yeah, it turned out he was so stoked. We went back to the house and cardboard and both. So we went into our program and yeah. Everyone always appreciates it, but it's brutal. Yeah, you have some quantum Claytonisms where my silly little. Yes, Claytonisms. Yeah. Maybe we can collect them. I, uh,. I, I started my career in recruitment, um, well, I want to say it's like 18 years ago now, and we had this awesome guy named Trani, but Trani had Trainiisms, but that was because he was second generation Australian, but didn't nail Australian, and so he used to have these things like, instead of like, stop pulling my leg, he'd be like, stop stepping on my toes! <laughs> I feel like the, the Claytonisms are going to be a little bit more gold nuggets. Yes, yeah, so like, we got a Facebook. Whenever yeah. someone has a um, a light bulb moment, I always love them to share it because people like that's the goal. That's the stuff that you need to hear. So, like the one time on a live, I was like, "Stop being like a squirrel and hiding your nuts in the tree." <laughs> <laughs> like, share your nuts. <laughs> The first time we went to the ramp, he was yeah. trying to be all proper, yeah. and he's like, oh, oh, like you hear, he's like, oh, uh, just put your boobs where you want to go. <laughs> I was like, 
Yeah. Just I gotta drive my hammer. He's got a he's got horrible analogies. Horrible yeah. analogies. But they stick. So the worse the analogy is, the better it sticks in your mind. Of course. It's just a, it's more inappropriate than that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's the thing that'll stick and it'll be a trigger to actually make you do some stuff. Yeah. So, what's the what's the best one? Uh my favourite's my friend's story just because it's so brutal. There's a few more. We've got like a WhatsApp or a Messenger group with a bunch oh. of people coach. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll hook you in. There's some classic ones oh, in there. Yeah. yeah. What is no, Ant? So a friend of ours. Where you go? Sandy yeah. Balls. I, like um, I didn't even recognise you. You surfed so good on that last wave. Just, just that. Uh, <laughs> as you paddle back out, just those lovely little compliments. Oh, yeah. but, but biggest compliment ever. I didn't, I didn't <laughs> even know it was you. Didn't even recognise. Well, actually, he said something similar to me the other day. He, he called me and he's like, "Oh, I saw this woman surfing." And then I realised it was you. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that's one of my. Uh, I'll claim that. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, okay, good. Give me the feedback. Just smack me with it. And then ants there with a phone in my face. I'm like, oh, oh. this is gonna be bad. <laughs> yeah. We surf out here every Fridays, and Ant is just the eternal frother. And he's always there. Like I rolled up this morning at so six. He's, and he's, from, he's from the UK, so he's never really body surfed before because it's too cold over there. Mm-hmm. So I was like, "And why don't you stop body surfing? You'll start learning about wave energy and wave power. You'll get more time in the barrel, and um, that time will start slowing down. You start learning about tube riding and stuff." So he was barrel, or he was bodyboarding this morning, body surfing this morning, and mate, he was every little way. Actually, I think I've seen him out there a couple of times. Yeah. I just heard Yahoo and Yahoo and Woo, Yahoo. Like, Yahoo! Barrel, that was sick! And before he came here and yeah. stole the planes, I'm going to have to make one. <laughs> yeah, he's just, no, he's like, I just want to body surf now. So he's pumped. So the other week, we there's a clip from Dave Rastovich surfing, and a guy, it, it is actually amazing. He goes under the water, he's like a, he's a flipping dolphin. And he was actually doing a dolphin. So Dave <laughs> Rastovich was body surfing, and then as the wave sort of stood up and, and um, through again, he, he like darted out of the wave and landed. That's pretty incredible. We yeah. have to pull it up. We'll pull it up. So, and called him the man. We'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, called him the Mando because he's like man and dolphin. <laughs> so he's like, I want to be Mando. So he's out there like trying to do the Mando. <laughs> how how woo woo are you guys? Are you into spirituality at all, or are you woo woo? You're both looking at me like you're. No, no, no. How woo? No, um, not too much woo. Well, like I'm a little woo. Uh, that day that I was having the fucked day and I saw you and then you just made me stoked, I had an energy clearing later that day and the guy had, he couldn't see me, so um, he's like just doing it on audio, he's in the US and he's like, oh, do you have like a connection to the water or anything? He's like, so weird, I'm like these so vivid images of dolphins and whales are coming through. He's like, your soul is actually from the same place as dolphins and whales. I was like, well, that would explain, like, I, even when I wasn't surfing, I had to see the water. Yeah. And if I'm away from the water, I am so affected. Like, even when I lived in Darwin, I had to live on the water. Like, I, it, I get all antsy. Yeah, I get grumpy as hell. I feel you. I'm definitely, my spirit animal is a dolphin. And I'm a landlocked dolphin. I live in Brisbane, so mm-hmm. it's horrible. It's like, I was like, I'm in a... I can live stream in sunrise every morning if you'd like. I used to I do that, that for my tribe during, during Corona lockdown. And then I just like place myself in the bathtub. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> just bob in and out. <laughs> Whatever noise they make. Good. Give us your best dolphin. Uh, it, I did. It was like, <laughs> but I had no idea. <laughs> did like, you make it? Can you, can you make him do that next time he's body surfing? <laughs> <laughs> it just comes up. <laughs> Calm down. Man. Was it? Mando. 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 Yeah. Mando. 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 Dolphin. 
goodness. I should have joined you in the water this morning. I went for a skateboard instead. Took my coffee cup just to... Rem- I usually no, skate with my yet. coffee book. Coffee We've got a 30 day challenge coming up. Can't be starting before 30 days. Oh, true. That's, okay, so this weekend... I'm not, no, just no more. No more. No more. Monday, Monday, 6 a.m. out front. Monday, yeah. 6 a.m. That's like 7 a.m. my time, running New South Wales time. Ooh. So, yeah. It'll be early, so that's fine. Yeah, so I'm, what that says to me, though, is I've got to not be jumping on the boat, so I can't skateboard, and okay, I'll do work before I come. How's that sound? Tacos and beer all weekend. I'm recording this. I'm allowed to have tacos and beer, <laughs> the boat just said. Yeah. <laughs> uh, awesome. So, tell me. How did you, you, you met because you coached, and then how did the, this beautiful relationship blossom? And you may need to give some context, because some of the audience members, like me, had no idea who the fuck Jeremy was. We see Clayton all the time. Yeah. But, so what, what you don't know about me is I'm probably the most unorganized person. I think everyone knows that. Okay, maybe you do not. <laughs> yeah, I need people around me who have structure that make my life easier. Otherwise and I've learned ask one question per message, otherwise only one question gets answered. With me or yeah, with you? Yeah, with you. When I, ask you a, when I send you a text message asking you a question, no, don't no, 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 you don't. I hate typing. Yeah, you voice message. Send me a voice message and I'll answer you to the cows come home. But don't make me type. My, it's going to be a yes, no. Yeah. Well, you yeah. don't ever have to type back to me. Always voice memo. Cool. Always voice memo. Yeah. yeah. So he's unorganised. So, well, I think for the last couple of years, he's referred to me as the IT guy. I'm like, oh, oh Jeremy's the IT guy. Like, no you, idea. How does that make you feel, Jeremy? Really hurt. Really hurt, Jeremy. Okay, Jeremy, he has background. <laughs> he's like, oh, he's got a really big resume. And, oh, um, big resume. Corporate slave. Yeah. Stuck How in, old are you, Jeremy? How long is resume? 33. Oh, it must be massive. Massive, man. <laughs> horrible. Horrible. Kids these days. I know. Just when I know. he starts talking, and when he starts talking like at another level... It's like he's speaking. This was a really important Jewish. lesson for me. I had a friend come down to uh, kind of sit down and mediate with us one yeah. time and kind of talk through stuff. And he's like, I was like, I respect, you know, my buddy Steve. He's a property developer. I used to work for him, had a background in carpentry. And uh, he was like, Jay, you're bloody, no one knows what the hell you're talking about. You're talking at a million miles an hour. And like, I'm looking at the architraves. So of course Clayton doesn't care. I get like, lost, I'm just like... The vibe's wrong, right? I'm in artist management sometimes here. But <laughs> it was important to slow down and kind of not be... Oh, Clay, we're going to put it on Restream and then we're going to go through Ecamm and then blast it to like all well, these different channels. Well, I was channels. totally geeking out with you before yeah, I'm like, I know. fucking Restream, screw my life, <laughs> Ecamm, hopefully it's going to work. Yeah. Ah. See, that's when, I for, that's when I asked for a beer because I'm like, I'm not in the oh. conversation. Um, that's like, what happened. That's what happened. Yeah, you lost your gear. We did one gear before, and then as soon as we started talking start, about Zoom failures. Talking about camera gear. Yeah. Dumb. Yeah. Okay, we've, we've got you back. Keep it simple, For stupid. A second. Keep it simple, stupid. Yeah. yeah. So tell us, how did you. Uh, so, like any great, IG, like any great IG romance, guy. like any great romance, um, I had that <laughs> awkward first date with Clay where I was like, screw this guy, never killing him back again. And then, um,. I went surfing, I was down here, literally out front, Clay, you know, doesn't live too far from here, and I was like, God damn it, like, that was gold, like, I started picking up little surf tips, right, like, flipping my wrists, and I was like, just blew my mind, it basically blew my mind, even though I was, yeah, Yeah, so then I went around, (laughs) flipping my wrists, (laughs) 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 check it, check it, one of my coaching clients told me today that his energy was down because he ejaculated too much, you're talking about hiding balls and points, Swinging nuts where you want to go. Yeah, Jeremy's flipping his wrists. Yeah, he's flipping his wrists like yeah. shit. Yeah. Um, but no, I hit him up and was like, this is like 2016. I'm like, man, it's building an online program. 
And I was like, learn to build my first website, playing around with that I've stuff. I've got this. I've got this, if man. If I can build an architrave, I can so build a website. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> initially it was like, what are we selling? I was like, what do you got? Like, what are your ideas? Let's, <laughs> what do you got? Like, I'm like, let's just document everything you got. And so he would literally... To me, he says, whenever you have an idea, like a, like a gold nugget, just record it and send it to me. So I sent him like about 50 million of these things. We call put them, calling, putting them in the marina. Yeah. So like, I, all of my analogies in business are water, like boat related, etc. to get to tropical islands. So like those <laughs> ideas, they're just going to go in the marina. So voice yeah. memo with them and someone just needs to know, file that in the marina. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so my analogy is that my mind works like spaghetti. That's all my whole jumbled and it's tangled, okay? I need someone who could get everything on nice flat lines and package it so they can sell it. So that's the kind of what Jeremy said, oh, he can do that. So I just sent him spaghetti and he made sense of it all. Like yeah, there was like 50 versions of little notes, random notes, and so like, how does this all fit together? Like once you had it all out, it's like... Some were emailed, some were text, some were <laughs> voice messages. It, it was just... I had someone fire the type them out, and then we kind of, yeah, started putting it together. It came up with the original framework, which was, you know, like kind of the surf science component. Ocean line, body equipment. So, um, it was pretty successful in that the people that actually did the course absolutely loved it. It was like, this stuff is gold. The problem was the, the layout wasn't relevant. We didn't know how to market. I built a website, I built a bit of mousetrap, and no one was coming to it. So, we made a bit of money. Like, we got our first sale. I like, oh, we made like 50 bucks. Woo! Yeah. We're killing it, man. Let's go get a beer. Pop over the dome. <laughs> Tacos. Well, our like, market, the older generation, the guys that like reading, loved it. The younger generation was like, well, I'm to read all this. I want to watch videos. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like we almost feel like we sort of missed our demographic and didn't know how to market to the right demographic. Yeah, I think we've learned a lot. Like, the world's changed. Like, I mean, 2016, the world was there. I wasn't there. Like, I was still in finance and just, like, you know, finishing uni or whatever. And... I kind of went off and kept playing, like, did my corporate career, but then got really into, you know, building websites and SEO. I had a few friends who were really good at SEO. And so I remember looking at this and then oh, telling me... Oh, Yeah. <laughs> so we, I like, remember sitting down with one of my friends, right? And they're all making, you know, good six-figure wages off SEO, purely affiliate. And they're just like, dude, not enough volume. Not enough volume in this game. The only one which was, like, how to surf. And it's like, our program was aimed at intermediate. And they're like... Don't do it, not a good niche. And I was like, oh crap, okay, yeah, you're right. There's no there's no money in this. I was like, cool project, go learn and do it because you love it. And so that's what I did. I was like, well, I actually love surfing. I was really enjoying it. So I just kind of kept doing it and we kept it alive for, well, to now. <laughs> but it only really changed when, from an SEO perspective, yeah, it, the market fit wasn't there, but then mm -hmm. finding the community and obviously starting to get into a bit more savvy with digital marketing and, and PPC, you know, we just hit product market fit, which is a hard thing to do. And then it's like clients from Iceland, clients from Brazil, clients from wow. Egypt, you know, Ireland. We have um, places. It's awesome. I was showing you the other day, like just a, a map of all our clients and where people are logging in from. It's just like, it's ridiculous. Like it's really cool to see the impact and the comments. Like when you get that feedback and you're like, yeah, we're doing something yeah. good here. Like, cause you kind of, there's not always a, an immediate feedback loop. You're like, Putting a whole bunch of content out. Does anyone actually like this? Is, is there anyone there? Yeah, is anyone there? Echo. I remember being a 16-year-old kid being at home, and I'd subscribe to Surf Magazine, and they they 
each issue they'd put out um, like surf tips. There'd be like Damien Hyben doing a backhand turn, Barton Lynch doing a cutback, and um, Todd Chatter on barrel riding or something like that. And I had made a scrapbook. I got all of those, mm. and I try to learn, and still to this day, none of that made sense to me. Like it wasn't relative. So. Um, you're reading these things and there's, there's no feelings attached to any of the movements or there's no understanding attached to it. Yeah. So when I coach, I'm like, you want to do a turn, you want to go that way, it's like, look past the bear. Oh. Like, that's a cutback. See, Kyle and I, after we did our session with you, yeah. we're supposed to be doing alcohol-free days from Monday through to the Friday. And we get home, because I was doing the intensive here, so Kyle was here, and he, he's like, want a beer? And I'm like, you're the one that set your accountability for this week. I'm, the, I'm your coach that's supposed to hold you accountable. He's like, yes, but our other coach told us that we're not allowed to spill the beer and we have to do our homework. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, right. And he goes, and you always have to do what your coach says. I'm like, stop. I'm going to record you to put that on uh, one, of our, yeah. one of our testimonials. Always do as your coach says. And he's like, so he's get the beer and he gets the cardboard. And he's like, okay, don't spill the beer. Like, okay, so this is where my brain starts freaking out now. Right. So when you surf, you want good balance. But we've trained ourselves to hold a, a cup of coffee or water or beer and not spill it. So if you just stand on the board and pretend you're holding coffee and don't spill, your balance can be perfect. So like that was a really simple, easy analogy that everyone got. But you watch Sunsurfers, they had all that, like Jeremy's friend with no arms. <laughs> like, like, like where's the coffee cup? If he just kind of held that cup, he'd have good balance. And then whenever he, wherever he pointed that, that's where he'd go. So like I've tried to find these like hacks or whatever you call yeah. it. Trigger words. Trigger. Like and the yeah. initial version was trigger words, like past the footy. That that in twenty sixteen it was past the footy, now it's past the coffee cup. Oh see I would have got that. Look over there. Uh, because yeah, like that and that, <laughs> the there's those little things which just make a big difference. Like the turning of the wrist is like it's translating into your heels, which is translating into the board, putting it on rail, tapping into the power zone. Like the, those little moments and understanding those things help you link it all the dots. Like if you drive a car, you turn that way. But if you throw a ball, you spin it the same way you turn a car. Yeah. Right? But if you went that way, you couldn't spin the ball and pass. Then you're going to spin the other way. Yeah, I can only so throw with one hand when I'm going the opposite way. I don't know why I can't. But you've got to change the spin uh, shot. I want to throw that way. So, and <laughs> it's, it's like, <laughs> Yeah, so if you look at that, there's, there's life hacks that work for every single one of those things, yeah. whether you're driving or throwing and passing. Like the spins go this way and that way. So when us when you surf, those same things apply. Like there's no reason why they wouldn't apply. Because yeah, so that's that's where my head's at. So once you kind of get people to see that and understand that knowledge, um, they get it and then surfing becomes a hell of a lot more fun because you give them control over what they're doing. Um, the big thing I suppose on the business end, which is being business and barrels, is trying to get the information to people, like trying to share the information. So that's kind of where Jeremy came on board and was a real big, um, big help. Let's step back one step first. Yeah. So you're known as an epic surfboard shaper. Cool. Thank you. Right. So you're telling me a story about Slater before, but I think we're not allowed to tell the story. Anyway, tell us though, how did you become a coach? Because you're a shaper. Well, you were on the CT. No, I wasn't on the CT. I was on the, so I was never on the CT. So yeah, um, I was on the W 
Well, I was on the ASP tour. There was no WQS and WCT back then. That's how old I am. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you, buddy. So yeah, yeah. These young kids, bloody hell. So I was on the cusp when basically the the ASP stopped and the WSL came, and then it became. I probably did the very first WQS year, and then I ran out of money and had to stop. So I went back to South Africa and had to um, kind of figure out like a career path, what I wanted to do. So I was living with a surfboard shaper, his name was Baron. So um, I wanted more boards, I wanted to try boards and I enjoyed shaping, so he, he almost mentored me. So whenever my boards went crap, which a lot of them did, I'd go back to him and go, okay, look at it, tell me why this is going wrong. So I could tell him how it felt. He could look at it and tell me it was going wrong. So it was, it was kind of like this real nice synergy. Um, and at the time I was sponsored by Safari Surfboards, which he's the guy who made boards for um, Martin Potter, Sean Thompson. He was, was a really legendary um, South African surfing oh, surfboard maker. So I was riding some of the best boards, but living with the shaper and making crap boards. So I was getting good feedback, I could compare it to the best, and then I had to sort of like figure out how boards worked and mm. how to make my boards go better. So it was a really good time for me. Then my good boards I was making, I would try to replicate those for, um, for the guys who were ordering boards. So I made a board for a guy, put all my good knowledge into this board, and he came back and said, the board's going crap. So I was like, hmm, where did I go wrong? Quickly, I learned on your um, training session last night about, yeah. you know, a good tradesman never blames their tools. Yeah, and, uh, so that's, that's the last yeah. thing I can do. So I said to him, okay, let's go down to the beach one, one morning, one afternoon, and I'll watch you surf, and you tell me where the board's going wrong. Because I need to figure out, did I make it too wide, too thin, are the rails too thick? Uh, like, there's all these questions I need to answer. And then as he stood up, I was just like, Oh, you idiot. It's not the board, it's you. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what you're doing. You, you, you're going through where And he just said that straight to him. He's like, oh, yes. you idiot. You yeah. sound like a monkey. <laughs> well, it's like, I, I'll give you this, another Platonism maybe. If you're ride, riding a horse, but every time you wanted to turn, you just went left, right on the reins. The horse would probably lean back and bite you. It's like, what the hell are you doing? So the guy was just giving so many confusing signals to the surfboard. So yeah. I was like, uh, like me. gave him a few <laughs> tips. I'm a bit confused. And then two months later, he came back and said it was his best board ever. So how does it go from being crap to best board ever? So my goal then was whenever I surfed and I saw someone riding one of my boards, I would give him surfing tips. So when everyone rode a Clayton board, the boards went better. And visually, people who surfed those boards surfed better. They bought, the money. They're all, all of a sudden, they got a board, and now they're amazing, the so they're like, definitely it's the board. It's my magic number. Yeah. Yeah, but meanwhile, it was just me coaching. So, tell me, this kind of, I remember a story briefly, Dane Reynolds. Yeah. He came, was that before or after he wrote one of your boards and didn't like it, or you got one of his boards? No, so, um, the guys from Quicks, I was making some boards for some of the Quicksilver stores at the time, back in South Africa. Um, Dane Reynolds arrived without boards. Their boards got lost somewhere in transit. Um, so it's always good. Yeah. They were like, hey Clay, can you make up some customs quickly for Dane? So I was like, yeah, sure. So Dane was like, um, I don't want a fast board, I want a board that can turn. And I was like, holy crap, I've, I've prided like, myself on having really quick, fast, down the line boards, and that's what I loved about my boards. Here's this guy who doesn't want a fast board, he wants a board that can 
holds returns, so I kind of didn't know what to shape for the guy. Um, so pretty much with surfboards, and I didn't even know this at the time, even though I was a shaper, that boards are designed to turn. And that every time you turn your board, you get acceleration. Because when you're on rail, there's less friction, so the board accelerates. However, when you're standing, trying to go in a straight line, the board's actually slowed down. Because of the friction, and you're standing on it, the boards go slower. So, it was kind of positive. Basic science. Well, he has me making boards for people, and I didn't even know how boards sure. work myself. So, I, I kind of, uh, it was all part of the whole learning curve. Amazing. It's yeah. a- that's about, for me, the understanding how you can be different in the market, how you can stand out and, and value add, and how you can serve the customer more so that they look better. You make them happier. That's how you make raving loyal fans, and that's how yeah. you get more business. So pretty smart. Doing sales funnels, analog Sal- style. Yeah, analog back sales funnels. He says my business guy. He's like I, the I would, I'd spend more time coaching the guys than I would asking about the boards. Because if they came in and told me the board that, that they want, like say if the guy serves really heavy on the back foot, you may have to make the tail wider and thicker to counteract that. Mm-hmm. But if you got him to maybe do a bit more of a gentle bottom turn and lean, where you turn a bicycle, I can then make him a better board. So I'm, I'm interested in making good boards, but then also making sure the guy serves better. Yeah. So yeah, I definitely had a point of difference that way. For my own surfing progress or whatever it's like I thought I was ripping by the time I met him I thought I was ripping right like I'd, I'd surfed all the cyclone swells I remember at 18 like pumping up or 20 when I started surfing and it was like yeah like I'm a skateboarder like whatever man I'm just gonna like charge and then I'm like on big waves just midlining it um, you know trying to go as fast as I can and just like totally killed it ahead of the barrel but um, you know I'd surfed overseas and then it's like slowing down um, leg barrels we're getting leg rope barrels. What <laughs> is a leg rope barrel? A leg rope's when your leg rope's getting barreled and you're in front of it. <laughs> <laughs> I have those. Yeah, me too. I've got those. I'm great at those at Stratty. Yeah, yeah. that's oh. my specialty. Yeah, guy kills me at Stratty. Cheap, avoid, cheap avoidance. <laughs> I love Stratty, but this guy, surfing quite Stratty. Just like, go oh, I love Shiba. Yeah. He's got a big red beard at the time. He's like, just don't dominate the lineup. Charge it. And I'm like... There's only so many of those like overhead falls you can take before eventually you're like, Clay, I can't take anymore. <laughs> I'm done. <Yeah. laughs> and then it's like, well, you're uh, doing it wrong. Yeah, you Stop do it doing wrong. it wrong and then you won't have to take those overhead falls then. Yeah, um, yeah but the, that going from, it kind of re- makes you rethink about surfboards and surfing because at that time you want, like, I think I had the boards I was riding as well was like all the weird boards, lots of, you know, I still ride fun boards, wider, speed, short, maybe like a 5.3, baked potato, super fun, still love it, have an awesome time on it, and I don't always want to do, not what everyone wants to surf, top to bottom, ripping, doing all that, like everyone wants to go out and have fun, and that's still important, but it's like finding when you know you want to go top to bottom and you want to tap into it, that you've got that ability and you understand the board is designed to do, a fat board like that, you're going to be surfing flat footed, you're going to be surfing ahead of it. You're not going to be tapping into those power zones the same like, way. I almost got offended this morning because a guy told me that he doesn't want to surf that way. And all I'm trying, <gasps> to, all I'm trying to do is I mean, like, what I told you in the water. Remember last week when you were over trying, over padding? And, and <laughs> I'm going to try hard, let's be honest. <laughs> no, <laughs> just, your head wasn't in it too in feeling. No, I was. I just wanted you to slow down and feel more. Yeah. Right, and as soon as that happened, like everything just got easier. 
Oh my god, doing the mindset um, assessment and that last night, the second part of your um, program, I was just like, oh, That's it, Kim. You you fixed me, yeah. yeah. You fixed me the other week about like making sure I get grounded and everything before I go out. Yeah. But when she was saying like, I think it was Kim that was saying like, can yeah. you remember every part of the wave? And I'm like, my ex uh, used to be like, like he cut he come back and he'd be like. Oh, I did this, blah, 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 blah. I do a webinar, like, you did this. I'm like, okay, sure I did. But no clue. Like, I felt like I was in the zone, um, like feeling great, doing whatever. Totally but goes. the chatter inside my mind is so full on. And even though I say surfing is my meditation and it is what does slow me down, I'm, I'd say 90% of my surf, I'm still stuck in my head. Not yeah. Not paying enough attention. Not having. Okay. I had so many ways today, and I could probably remember like almost all of them in each section, in each moment. So, like, you need to know what you focus on, and as soon as you know what you focus on, um, how did that moment feel, and how was the board responding? So, like, I can take that thread and just take it back so much further into like how my toe felt in the wax, how my back foot felt on the grip to like my, so my wet feeling a bit I thought it is a little bit it, it brings, is right? but it brings a real calm leveled chill approach hence why I'm probably the most un South African South African even though he's got the, the brutal honesty he's so chill and he's like a little surf sensei he's always like where about to be from in South Africa uh Durban yeah it's, it's similar to the Gold Coast, warm water, just beach breaks, yeah. um, right hand point breaks and stuff like that. So the transition over here was really easy for me. Yeah. Uh, but the crowd factor, I'm just like, oh. Yeah. Yeah, back in Durban, like a crowded day, there's like 10, 12 people in the water. <laughs> and like you got to wait for five minutes for a wave. <laughs> oh, yeah. COVID, the crowd, crowd situation is like ridiculous. Yeah. Everyone's gone back to surfing. S- surfing yeah. Everyone's got time COVID. to go surfing. Have they got money? It's like, ah! Like no, I can't go away. Yeah. Um, I learned. I well, I've never known anything about boards. And the funny thing is, when I was in year ten, I I, I surfed as a kid. I rode a longboard, but I really wanted to learn how to become a shortboarder. And so I did work experience at Mad Dog. Do you guys Mad Dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, so yeah, in Byron, where's the Beckham? I coached the the owner from Mad Dog. I don't know his name, but I coached his son. Oh, really? Yeah, I was working at the HPC Centre and I had to go down there and do a couple of sessions. Uh, well, I was supposed to be work, doing work experience as a shaper. Mm. So I was like, you know, all young girls want to grow up and be a shaper at that day. Yeah. Um, and Not unfortunately, the day I turned up, the shaper broke his legs. And I'm like, oh, this is fucked. So I ended up doing design with them and stuff, which was great. But it meant that I never learned anything about boards. I didn't really have anyone to teach me. And stayed on a longboard for the next few years until I stopped surfing. So when you were teaching us the other day, it just I was like, why have I never learned this? And I, I was going by like I bought that, bought that brand new board, I've got that board over there and I was like, probably so there was how wrong are they for me times right now? Where I was learning how to be a shaper. But pretty much I was just learning how to copy. Like, and I had none of that knowledge. Mm-hmm. So I almost felt like a fraud because I was just trying to copy. Like, they're none of my own ideas because I didn't. I just didn't know what I was doing. But like when a guy like Dane Reynolds comes along and, and asks you a question, it makes you question what you're doing and and why you're doing it and how you're doing it, and then you have to come up with the answers. And then also, um, 
I had a friend that lived in Jay Bay, um, Craig McKay, and um, Kelly would always stay with his folks, and he would give me a couple of Kelly boards to try out and say, oh, feel this and feel that. And like I was expecting to jump in a Ferrari, and it didn't go like a Ferrari until... Why does it work like what does with <laughs> Kelly? <laughs> yeah, because I had to surf the part of the wave and do what Kelly did. Then it came alive. Yeah. But when I surfed it like a... That's called, oh, I don't want to say a kook, but... <laughs> When I, when I tried too hard on it in the wrong mm -hmm. part of the wave, it didn't go like a Ferrari. Yep. But when it was in the right part of the wave, it didn't... Just rubbing the ring out of it and going nowhere. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like wheel spinning and not going anywhere. Like me paddling. Kind of, yeah. So it, again, not only do you have to know how boards work, but you have to understand where they work. Mm. A lot of people don't have that background knowledge. Oh, clearly. Can you prescribe for me? Now that, obviously, because you've seen me surf, you've seen mobility. Yeah. What type of board would you prescribe me for where I'm at right now that will help me to progress? And do you guys want to be a Wally answer that? Because you're like, spin them on there going. I'm, I'm so what's going to happen yeah, is yeah. probably I'm going to subscribe no board and no volume. You're going to go body surf. Okay, so you, you have to turn your body into a surfboard mm -hmm. and figure out where your body works well on the wave. Okay? Day one. Day one. <laughs> Next thing, you're getting a body board. Not even a surfboard. You're going to have to get a body board and learn how to put on rail. Can you see this face? Yeah. You're going to make me ride an esky lid. Exactly, yeah. Oh, so okay. cool. Because you have to work your way up. My soul. you got to earn it. It's crushing. The privilege Dying. of riding a surfboard. It's a privilege. The crawl for your The only thing that you have control of is your body. Yeah. I didn't know what I signed up for, did I? Then you go finless. Mm -hmm. Alright, then you go twin fin, uh -huh. then you go thruster, mm -hmm. and we're going to build you up over a month. Okay. Cool. That's the process. Yep. And if you don't get the bodyboarding, you don't get to surf. Okay. okay so you Do I need to order a new board now for in the future though? Or is, no. one, of, is one of these going to work for me? Because I, I, I don't like the delay and it takes time to get a board made. <laughs> so I don't want to get to the end of the four weeks and then have a seven week wait for a board. Hopefully by using your body well, you'll get more feedback from all the different types of boards that you ride, and you'll know what you like, what you dislike. Yeah. Okay, and then you can order a board. And if your body's, if you're in control of your body, you can pretty much ride anything. And that's what we're gonna do, we're gonna make you ride everything. But body surfing, riding a hand plane, to body boarding, to lying yeah. down prone, to finless, to twin fin, to thruster. Like we're going through all that. It's almost like, what's that movie, North Shore? Did you watch that ever? No, but okay. I will be tonight. <laughs> so pretty much this guy who, in the story of North Shore, he's only surfed in a wave pool in Texas, and then he goes to Hawaii, and then uh, <laughs> he has to learn how to surf. Yeah. yeah. That's a very real problem, is it? Yeah, okay. real, real problems. Real reality that's going to be in the whole world. <laughs> you look like you were going to say something before when we were... Lost it. Gone. It's gone. It's gone, yeah. It's gone. Goldfish memory. That's alright. Uh, let me circle back around to the business then. So, you guys were doing your thing for like five years. Would you call it... Well, from what you said before, it, it didn't quite succeed yet. School fees. We made... School fees. We paying the school fees. We made some money. Um, we learned some stuff. But yeah, it was really... It was, it was a win on the learning. It was a win on the learning. The program, the content is is still pretty much the it's same still today. Relevant. We've, we've yeah. obviously made some money and we've invested most of that back into videos and we've got like, there's like 200 videos now. Like we've got more content and we're going live and we're getting smarter with all this stuff. But 
yeah, we, the content, the structure is pretty much remains the same. And there's new things that we're adding, but it's, it was, yeah, it was really probably a few smarter things on the digital side and just sales funnels, email funnels, just getting smarter on that side. The hardest thing is you don't know what you don't know. Mm -hmm. So, but when you do know, suddenly the whole world opens up. Yeah. Okay. So it's, it's, there's not an analogy coming. <laughs> I want to say it's like a, a layer of an onion, like you peel one layer off, there's another layer underneath. But if you don't know that you like onions, so if you bit a raw onion, you like raw, it just tastes like crap, but cook it and it's sweet. There's the sugar in onion. So, um, again, if you don't know what an onion can do, um, where am I going with this? I don't know. Another crappy you, didn't, you didn't know what you didn't know. So how did yeah. you start to know? I, I, so I actually think one thing that um, did change our business, like accelerated it a lot, was we had amazing content and we didn't know how to package that to, to help other people realize it. Because mm -hmm. we're selling the same thing and yeah, we've, we've invested a lot more, like things are getting better and they're gonna continue, but it was actually like focusing on pain points and who I thought our customer was. Like we were going down to like the QS and Handing out, remember that with all these cards. We're like, we're like, handing, we handed out like three hundred cards. Right? We're walking around, we're walking around the comp, handing out cards. Like, oh, got this program, and like, you know, gonna learn to surf better. And it's like, I don't think anyone have bought from that. No, like, I don't no, think anyone was that because their egos thought they were too good? Yeah, because you're, yeah. And I think a lot about for us is identifying who our market is. Yeah. Um, How did you, you know, work that out? Oh, trial and error. You know what frustrates me? I'll go and I'll just have a free set, but I'll, I'll look around and there's so many guys just buzzing past with really bad style and bad technique. And they're just looking like gumbies on surfboards. And I just wish I could like say something, but you don't want to offend the person and it's, it's tough. I, pain points. Like, I always hated those click funnel, you know, like, by now, like the long format pages and then upsells, yeah. downsells, but like we did re, you know, stuff that probably wouldn't have convert. Not that I would have initially gone, that's what's gonna get me going, but it was like putting it in the context of, you know, are you struggling to catch waves? Are you putting it in the customer's voice, right? Actually learning yeah. about us being selfish and doing the program, being like, yeah, we're, we're killing it, everyone's gonna vibe on this. And then you put it out there to the world. And obviously with digital media, you get, you can put ads behind it, and you can, do some pretty crazy A-B tests and get a lot of feedback really fast. Funny thing about surfing is that what you think it is, as opposed to the real knowledge as to what it is, is polar opposite. Like, did you realize you had to paddle less for waves? No. But I'm loving that, just that. Because <laughs> I was just paddling like a retard and going nowhere until you saw shoulders, and now, now I'm like, oh. That's so that actually leads to a piece of content we put out called the Oreo Biscuit, and I think I like scheduled up Oh, I don't know this yet, but um, Lou from No Talks was yeah. telling me about the Oreo. So, to, so tell us. The Oreo biscuit is well, it's Clay's little analogy, one of one of Clay's Claymisms, I guess, that are all through the program. With the whole program is how to teach surfing to a non-surfer, right? Like we've all got the person. I've got mates who rip and you go to Australia and they're like, "Man, just get on there and knife it, you pig dog it." <laughs> and it's like that doesn't help, right? Just push hard. Just push hard. Doesn't yeah. actually help me. So it's like. Throughout the program, these little analogies, and you never know which ones. Like I've been testing a lot of them uh, to see which ones go sort of viral. The every biscuit just blew up. I think it got like put it out at like fifteen thousand shares. Uh, oh, sorry, fifteen thousand likes, like four K shares. 
I was like, man, I was like, it's, it is now. But that yeah. was like originally, and I was like, holy moly. And I was like, hey, what's the secret sauce behind bang. that? So if you squeeze the top and bottom of an Oreo biscuit, the cream comes out the front. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so if you think, when a weight breaks, it's, it sucks water up. So if you push your the back of the board down while the weight's pushing up, and you've got the whole ocean behind you, your board has to go somewhere. If it can't go up, and it can't go down, and it can't go back, it has to go forward. So that's like the cream coming out. So when a wave starts lifting you above sea level and picking you up, if you lean against that, you'll get pushed forwards. It's so much easier to catch a wave that way. So we're actually trying to catch the lift part of the wave rather than the gravity sort of throwing that wave down violently. So you've got more time to catch the lift while it's winding up because it lifts up slowly. Yeah. So then you've got time to catch that wave. Which is like when you're at a wave pool. <laughs> Like um, surfing open surf, that's like you're waiting there and you see it, like you're not like trying to paddle in front of the wave to catch it. That yeah. makes more sense. You're like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna wait for it to, to come. Yeah, we put like, I mean, clay's, it's one thing to know this stuff as well, right? Like, so that's what you're gonna learn in the 30 day program, right? Like, I know all this info inside out, and yet I don't, I'm a landlocked dolphin, so when I come down, I get excited, and I'm like, oh, clay, I just wanna get fast. Um, you know, and I get excited and I paddle as well. But I do know it and it, it makes a massive difference, but that prone position, so it's kind of like the archie, Cobra. The cobra, right? So that is it. And if you watch Clayton, it's annoyingly like two two little finger strokes and then he just glides in and then he's away. And then he's just like speeding off. But that that like the Oreo biscuit works. And then one of the questions we should address just around that, just on all the comments I know everyone asked, is Oh, but that doesn't work like in different positions of the wave. Like there probably is a time that you can scratch in on a wave, but if you're in the right position, if you can make, you know, figure out what the bus stop is, another analogy, and then use those techniques. Like surfing can be effortless, and it can be you can surf with a lot of power, you can surf with a lot of style, yeah. and you don't have to like you know be moving your hands, pushing bog and rail. Like you can you throw amazing spray, surf really hard like Dane Reynolds, and you're not you know over jamming everything. Like, unless you're tweaking it at the end, but yeah, massive light bulb moment for me. So, just circle back to the business side of that. Yeah. What made that post? How, so, how did how did the viral come out? How did you end up with that sort of results? Uh, really testing. I mean, Facebook ads has been amazing. Google ads, um, you know, trialing different stuff. But like, I know it worked as well. Sure. So, um. Uh, I'm a very visual person too, and I like showing explanations so people have aha moments. So what I did is I took a sandbag and I stuck it on the nose of a surfboard, yeah. all right. And um, when a foamy came through, it just picked up the tail and just flipped it. And then I took a sandbag and I stuck it on the tail of a board, and when the wave came through, it just pushed the board in a straight line to the beach. So, so, so it's a fun video. Like it's yeah. a fun video. Uh, but Nico there has been editing. Um, you know, we've, there's a lot of these weird analogies and that's probably where the cost in, like, I mean, the lives and sharing knowledge is one thing. I think that's one of the lessons we've learned, right? You can tell someone or you can put it down in a PDF, you can write it. You don't understand it until it's kind of been proven to you, like your friend in front of yeah. you is one, or you see that video, aha, like, I get it. Yeah. And then you go and try it and you experience it. So knowledge versus experience, that's the big differentiator we yeah. want to drive into you in the next 30 days. Yeah, knowledge and implementation. Yeah. I say I say to everyone, you don't have a knowledge problem, you have an implementation problem. So that's why it was so important for me to, me doing the, the Instagrams was to make me 
have to think about how I could teach it to someone else and force me to do it. Yeah. And it's like, okay, come out, do the learning, and then do the work, and like implement and, and learn. And that's where the proof starts to come through, right? Yeah. You see the feedback in yourself, other people see it as well. Did you boost that that post though to get it viral? How I, were you doing the Afterwards, I did. Afterwards, I did. So, so you like, saw I've, that it worked I've gone first. through all the analytics, like, we put a lot of content up. We've got two different Instagrams, we've got, um, you know, we're testing them. You gotta go through and check out the insights and be like, ah, people like this one the most. And the yeah. skateboard ramp is another thing that's gone really viral. It's very visual. Um, so yeah, definitely I pulled those down. Initially, I was like spray pray with my ads, just boost and stuff. Never boost yeah. off your, um, you know, your channel. Your, your obviously your ad accounts get out of control and start yeah. spending serious dollars. Um, so I would sort of schedule those up and then boost them at a time and then just organize them campaigns correctly. And yeah. Obviously, targeting so, countries now because we get so many, um, we get millions of interactions, and then you know not necessarily our clients. So it's yeah. really visual content. Like uh, you know, I do ads and, and work in that uh, industry, and I'm for a SaaS company, and I can tell you like they're paying a lot more than what we're paying just purely because it's such an engaging content. Like people yeah. surfing is. So Jay, the biggest thing that I've had to work on is changing old habits, and how do I? make a pattern interrupter to make a change in old habits to implement a new habit. Mm -hmm. Because we're all creatures of habits. So basically our brains are lazy and they only use less energy. So by having habits we just default to a habit. So a lot of people through prior surfing years have created bad habits and then they suddenly come to coach and they want a quick fix. So the mind learns quickly but the body, the body learns slowly. So we've come up with a lot of simulation to slowly teach the body like a, like a parrot would learn. Mm -hmm. um, but then we've also got the science element which helps teach the brain quickly. It's like you want to go forward, just straighten your back and wash your coffee cup. That's like, that makes a lot of sense. Um, but then the simulations is kind of where you actually have to do the, see the hard work, the hard yards. It's like, um, yeah, slug it out. We don't, like every other sport trains, right? And that, that's also what, you know, surfers, have, the sport hasn't really been a training sport. He's switching now, going to Olympics and stuff like that. You know, there's more people coming into it, so it was definitely more lifestyle and just go out and rip and, you know, look effortless. But, like, everyone goes to a tennis coach, a golf coach, or yeah, practices, or, coach. or, you know, you grow up playing any competitive sport, you're training. Even yeah. chess, people train. Well, even playing football, we didn't have just a football coach. We had a sprint coach, yeah. we had a lifting coach, we had a dietitian, we had a mindset, yeah. Yeah. So we had offense and a defense, and you have this whole lot looking at all the things rather than just when you're in the game or surfing, like if, then when you're just in the water. Like, yeah. that was a massive, um, it was something that I sought out in the year, and it's probably what got me in your ramp in the first place was going, actually, I. I get business coaches when I had football coaches like I'd get coaching so if I want to get better think of a coach as a person that can see a point of view from a different angle mm. like something that you're missing it's like right now we've got three different cameras and you're seeing a different angle and yeah. you almost oh, yeah, like, if you can shot between the different <laughs> angles you'll, you'll see a different point of view and sometimes when you're surfing you're, just, you're just stuck <laughs> in, in one perspective but when you look at it from a different point of view you'll see more information more ideas yeah. In a different way. So business too, you need to see stuff from, from not only your point of view, like, oh, I've got a good idea, let's try sell it, but yeah. what's the customer's point of view? Um, Customer experience manager, yeah. Well, yeah, that, that's kind of where, where surfing and business 
comes together. Mm. Um, also, when you do go into the water, you kind of want to leave all your problems behind and just, just kind of chill and have fun. If you're having fun, more people want to come over your peak because it's more fun. So the same way with business, it's not all about work. You need to bring a fun element to it. Otherwise, you're going to hate the job that you're doing. So whenever surfing does get to a point, oh, sorry, when business does get to a point where it's not fun anymore, mm. um, stop doing it. Like, yeah. Bring the fun back. So that's what that's what led me to closing my recruitment firm that I had some of the best investors in, selling my loaders, getting rid of my business suits, and going back to surfing because I was like, yeah, none of this shit's worth it. Like, which is like Friday morning. Like, that shit doesn't make me happy. Going out there makes me happy, even if I suck. Exactly. Yeah. Friday morning with the Monday, <laughs> we get together. There's how many? There's actually a group of people in there. There's a there's the core Amanzi crew. Like obviously, so in um. You know, talking about coaches and all different style of coaches as well, like the sexy part of what we sell is probably the surf skate training and the in the water stuff, but like the science and like the mind stuff that Kim Bancroft has done, so the mind surfer, it's massive. And everyone wants to overlook that. No one Okay, wants wait, can you say that again? The mind surfer. So by Kim Kim Bancroft. Yeah, gonna get that in the show notes, I'm on that. Um, well, people think they need something and that's their thought pattern, but the knowledge behind it, you actually need to like go back a few steps. You need to do the stupid cardboard slide. So you've got cool I fucking love that cardboard slide. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's stupid at all. And this, but more importantly, the spin. I have so much fun doing the spin. Yeah. I, I, I like to dance as well, so the idea is twirling around. I'm like, oh, backhand! So <laughs> dancing in the background. We, we could <laughs> easily sell loves the just the surf skates. Yeah. But we won't because you need to do the other stuff. And if you get that right, the surf gate's easier. Yeah. And if you know how to stand on a bosu ball, the surf gate's easier. And then if you know how to do like so Louise actually said to me she was so stoked that I was working with you. She said, Babe, I see your skating videos in the morning. She goes, It's painful to watch. <laughs> she goes, fucking painful. Yes. I I love I love you. You're you're a good friend. Good friends. Yeah. Good friends tell you. Good friends tell see, for girls. When you go out and like you see girls and they they're not looking so great in your outfit, you've got you've got bad friends. Yeah. yeah. Good friends wouldn't allow you to do that. Right? So this is what you say. So suddenly, when a good coach tells you, you're a hard ass. Uh, my I as a coach, I'm an accountability coach, yeah. and they say that I have a fluffy baseball bat because yeah. I like to smack people around with it, but I give it with love, so we just put a little fluffy cover over it. Yeah. So I think because someone something. People love surfing so much that they take it to heart. Yeah. Because it's their passion. You know, Same with business, though. Like, think about it. A lot of yeah. it, they treat it like their baby and they don't want to be told yeah. where they're doing things wrong or if they're so attached like, so, to an idea. I'll just interrupt quickly. Um, I'm a diabetic and I'm just about to have a sugar light. Like, oh, I'm shit. Sweating okay, what do you need? White sugar. Sugar. Coke, coke, um, chocolate. Okay, so just so everyone knows, I am sugar free and I right. have sugar. Can I give you a date? No, I've got sugar in the car. Um, I can tell a joke. I'm going to tell a joke. Tell a joke. Wait here. In my old room, it's straw. We have lint. Oh, that's perfect. Look at this go. Good. Okay, this is. I don't normally have sugar in my house, but only for plating. Please. Oh, I'll smash that plate. Get it. Get it, get it. I like to buy a new one. This is gone. Um, I have to eat it. Please don't buy me a new one because I pride myself on not having sugar in my house except for diabetes. Oh God. Yeah. So that, that's all good. Um, <laughs> everyone chill. Facebook is hanging there. Uh, well, I think we've had one rock to the bottom. 
You need another big head? Nick needs a big head, I think. Yeah, I I'm going to have one, for sure. I've been one for you. So, <laughs> um, also, alcohol what? drops sugar levels. I don't know that. So, so just some simple knowledge, um, if I have to go and if I had three beers, I'd almost have to have a, coke, a can of Coke afterwards. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. So, um, also, if I'm surfing in the water, I'm, I'm normally a pretty chilled oh, person, but if I start losing my stuff and if I ever start swearing or something, it's like just tell me to go and have some sugar. Really? Mm. So you don't normally swear? Do I offend you? No, no. What I, I was mean, really worried about speaking at the event. Like when I was in the water, I'm normally pretty relaxed, but if I get angry, yeah. I start losing it, normally my sugar's going like that's one of the towels that I have to go in. Wow. That's my sugar. Mm. Um, no I... more for me. I'm like that. Cheers! And he's got, he's got his chocolate. We're back, oh. on, we're back on track. Like, back on. Emergency. Uh, okay, in future, I'm going to keep emergency chocolate in the house. Emergency chocolate. Because Clayton was saying before, if we have come down and it's like absolutely hideous conditions in the morning, yeah. we're going to do the training in here. So I'm yeah. going to make sure that I've got emergency chocolate on hand. So I just, um, it's 12.55 here. That's normally when I probably have lunch. Oh. So, yeah. I'm with... We've screwed the pooch today, haven't we, on this? No, it's screwed the pooch. We've got like so many things going on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that going to be another analogy? I, I think your analogies in here is it's uh, riding horses at school and pooch. It's like, someone's going to call the RSPCA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No vegans up in here. <laughs> so, where were we? Um, Bowels and business. Bowels and business. Bowels and business. We're talking, where were we? What happened to the air Friday? Fucking... Talking, talking shit on the couch. No, well, okay, so how does surfing help businesses? Like, where, where's the crossover? Where's the analogies and all that kind of stuff? And I suppose um, you, number one, have to enjoy it. You have to have a bit of an idea of what you're doing, otherwise you're just going to get cleaned up and cleaned out and people to take your money. Um, and also, if you're just trying to go through without fixing those issues, that's how you end up just staying in that startup mode and not, not cracking it and making enough money to pay school fees, but... Well, you went up there with a really good intention, like you might have a good idea for a business, but someone who knows what's going on will just go, you're wasting money. Yeah. Um, what are you doing out here? You're just going to get cleaned up by the waves, you, you're going to maybe even hurt yourself. You, so, someone gave you a little bit of advice and suddenly it made a bit more, put things into perspective and um, it got easier for you to do what you wanted to do. And surfing's like, it's really a painful sport, right? You go out there, you, you paddle around for 55 minutes and you have five minutes riding away. <laughs> so the yeah, was like, yeah, go paddle around the river for, and then you need five minutes of actually riding a board. So I could just go skateboarding. Like you do it because you love it. Like you're in nature, it's amazing, but you love it. And I don't know, like kind of like this one, it was a side project for both of us. And it was like a muse, like I was like, I'm learning how to build a website, I'm doing some stuff, but like really, I really love, Passion like the vibe was good. We'd come down, we'd hang out, you know, we got my mate to film the original video, uh, One Shot Wonders, and you know, it was a lot of fun, and like we learned stuff, but like we kept coming back even though it was like, you know, I'd spend my Saturdays and Sundays for like the last couple of years every other time, and late nights after work, working on stuff, and it's like, I wouldn't have done that if I didn't love it. If you're yeah. a small business owner, it doesn't have to be work. It yeah. shouldn't be work. Shouldn't it be should work. be fun. It shouldn't be a grind. Yeah, and I think um, my successful guys, it's it's fun. Yeah, so we we both loved it. It's surfing. It's a passion of mine. 
it is, has been painful. Like there's there's no doubt about it. Building anything is painful. This frustration. Yeah. I think the, the frustrating thing is like if you get a new mark, it doesn't work. That's frustration. But if you, I deal with that. Yeah. It's your problem. He doesn't know that frustration. Oh, what about me running live podcasts? My brand new MacBook Pro just shits itself and dies. So I quickly swap out for my brand new Lenovo. It goes cactus. And luckily, I've managed to hand over to the podcast guests on my phone on Zoom to take over host so then I can log in. And you're like, that's frustration. Yeah. You're like, now you've got two laptops down and it's COVID and no fucker's going to fix them. Yeah, but hang on. What did you do? <laughs> Hey. Did you have a backup? I had a backup of a backup. So How's that really to do with a backup circle? Well, so I, after shaping boards for 20 years, um, closed the factory, moved to Australia, and there's no ways in hell I was going to compete with the JSs and the DHDs of Australia. So I decided to um, become a surf coach. Um, so I arrived in December, um, cyclone season, rolls up and it's big and gnarly for a couple of weeks and I can't coach. So I'm like, well, what do I do for an income? So you've got to have a backup. So after all my years of coaching... So that's I, where you're dancing. Uh, sorry. <laughs> well, I started now getting, we know. I started getting frustrated. Legs. Legs. Yeah, it's calf muscles on the top. <laughs> so, I was frustrated. I said, I I just got frustrated because um, the stuff, the simple stuff that I wanted to teach people in the water, they couldn't do it. And what it was is just there's so much sensory overload in the water mm. with crowds, people, waves coming. Um, it, it's a wrong environment for learning. So and you're frothing a bit much too. Yeah, you? you're too excited. So when I started actually teaching more body movement outside of the water, people had a lot more aha moments and then they could actually apply it in the water. And then I uh, started writing, writing um, surf skates. This was probably about 10 years ago. I thought this is a really good tool. They've been around that long? Yeah, even longer than that. Oh, real? Yeah. I remember when I was a kid, so I'm a skateboarder. There was like these weird ones, you'd like zigzag each. The, the, yeah, the yeah. Super Gumby looking bit. Kid in the Street had one. They've been, they've been around from like the 60s. Not that I'm that old. And then about two years ago, I bought the skate bowl in my backyard, mm -hmm. and that was the biggest learning curve, the biggest life bulb moment for me. I started learning so much more about surfing on that silly bowl in my backyard than in the water stuff. I, well, what I do love is when I asked you about doing um, coaching, I obviously I came to you to use the surf skate because I'd seen Louise do it, and I, I thought that was cool, and I just got my surf skate, so I'm like, I want to turn. You didn't give me any theory that day, you just like got me dizzy in the bowl. Um, <laughs> The thing is, like, I don't know if this chick's for real. <laughs> it's like, run around the ball for a bit and see if she really sticks. Um, but then I was like, oh, I want to get in the water. Like, keep coaching me. And you're like, no, not until we, we do some theory and stuff. So I really loved that you were um, that you were able to rein me in and that you actually do take the time to go, you know what, it's actually the work that you do on the land that's going to make the difference in the water. And I think that that can really apply. And I've been using this all week, um, maybe ever since I bumped into the water with my crew and saying to them like what's what's the work you've got to do on the sand before you get in the game so what's the what's the study you've got to do before you're throw, just throwing money at ads so from what you just said before about boosting that post what I took from that was you, you tested what worked and looked at what worked organically before you threw cash at it right so that for me is a bit of work on the sand yeah like you, you, you're, you're looking at the stuff first before you start going oh this is the best thing ever we made the best edit it's fucking awesome and you guys think it's great because you're invested in it 
but maybe the market doesn't. Yeah, like what I think is cool is maybe not what it, and what I identify with the light bulb moment for me is maybe not what the 80% does. And yes. yeah, so kind of like, you know, any other sport, like shadow boxing, you don't show up, I think it's like Muhammad Ali quote, where it's like the fight starts, you know, 12 weeks out or, or yeah. you know, fight camp starts out. And so it's like, you don't just show up and be like, all right, cyclone season's here, I'm about to go out and rip it. It's like, yeah, you do some prep and it's like every other sport, that's a normal and yeah. for surfing it just isn't, but it's it's getting there and it's like, well, I don't think most people even know what to do. So I don't think when I started surfing, which, you know, let's say 10 years ago, like, I learned to surf and then I taught myself and I skateboarded so I had some and I snowboarded so I had some body movement awareness and you know sideways but like I didn't really know what to do I was just like this feels fun you're just exploring and playing and that's awesome yeah. but it's like how do you get from like what is your current state like what's the assessment of where you're at and then like what does good look like and how do you identify good like we talk about it with the WSL it's just speed power flow oh sick turn gnarly but like you know, you can break it down, like Clayton watching that and sitting down watching WSL him, it's another level where you're just really identifying and, and being like a really amazing turn, really I'll let him talk about it, but it's, it's... I was so frustrated, like, I'm sure the commentators of the WSL want more content. So I went to uh, Travis Logie, who was a friend of mine, he was um, the... What, what, what's his sort of title he has? He's the... Um, yeah. He's a pro surfer and does something in the WSL. Yeah, that's something. He's a dude that does stuff with the WSL. Does, Got it. Yeah, it's doing Sorry, stuff. my sugar's low. My sugar goes low. <laughs> I kind of like shut down and I start losing some of my memory. <laughs> It'll come back. Anyway, um, I was like, if the guys want, I will sit down and do my whole theory with the guys and they'll have a little bit more content to, yeah. to speak to. So I started asking him a couple of questions just like, do you know how boards work? and. And he was like, I got no idea. I just saw my shape on a 510. I was like, okay. Well, do you know about the power zone? He was like, I, I can feel it and I've got a intrinsic, intrinsic understanding of it, but I couldn't tell you what I'm, what I'm feeling, what I'm doing. So I said, well, I could explain those to you. So, like, I had all these, like, ideas I would love to share with them. And they're like, actually, I'll, I'll run it past the garden squad to say, and they're like, nah, we're too busy, don't worry about it. So, like, like my level of frustration, I just want to help people share knowledge. Yeah. But you you can't get to the right channels because you don't know the right person. Yeah. So in business, that is frustration. Oh. And then. Um, and it's not what you know; it's who you know. So I, I try to go to the, the top of the food chain and try to like filter it down. Yeah. That doesn't work. Then you go to the bottom of the food chain and they just don't know. So yeah. what you don't know, you don't know. And we couldn't get into the selling a product that way. So again, there's another like whole level of frustration. It's like- Struggle to even give it away. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like when something doesn't have a value on it, I mean, that's another lesson we've learned is we have up the price of our program and it is you know, expensive, but it's like, we also take that money, we're reinvesting everything basically to produce more videos to get the message out. But also it's like, there's a value assigned. It's not expensive than anything else other than that. But then when you're selling an online program, like, you know, we're kind of like there talking about it. It's like, oh, I have a program for a hundred bucks. You know, and that's like, we can't, we can break our course up into eight modules. I've looked at a couple of those programs. Like I I had one that, because about a year ago I wanted to get better and I was like, oh yeah, I need to do some stuff fitness. I can't even remember what it was called. It's like filmed on an iPhone. And it's like, you need to do this. And there is, 
the 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 level of the detail that's in your membership portal is schmick. Like it's the same level as what I see in high end business coaches, right? You're applying the same methodology to how you're structuring the training that the business coaches are applying to coaching businesses. And so when you said, like my instant reaction then when you said it's expensive, I'm like, it is for an online. It's expensive and it's not. Like I know, like I've, I'm a massive consumer of products, right? Like I've consumed so much educational stuff. You know, I pay a hundred bucks USD a month to be a part of an SEO Slack group. You know, like I, I spend a lot of money on info products, and for me, that's normal. It's not normal for everyone. And certain, like in business, is really different. It's like, oh, it's a couple grand. We go to this conference. Yeah. Surfing, it's like I don't always have six hundred bucks lying around or eight hundred bucks to go buy a brand new board. Like it's something I'd probably wait on. I tell you what, though, I much prefer to spend the five hundred yeah. bucks on the course now. Like. I, don't get me wrong, I love my Botox board and Clayton's going to teach me to be able to surf it. But I probably didn't need to spend the $1,350 on it when yeah. I have that Slater board over there, which I also is beyond my skill set, that that would have saved me two and a half grand. Yeah. So price anchoring was a big one for us. Like, really highlighting that pain. Like I talked about, we've had this content for years. I couldn't give it away, we couldn't get it in the top level, and it was like those sales or that final page where you really highlight the pain and then go, do you want to spend 800 bucks on a new board or 1400 where some of them are going and you're still going to surf like crap, right? That one down there is 1600. So if you, if you invest <laughs> yeah. in yourself, that's an asset. But if you invest in a board, as soon as you buy a new standard, it just devalues. Yeah. So that's not an asset. That's a, in that that becomes a liability. So you're sitting with like, don't get me wrong, the no-tox board is a, is a really great concept and great idea, and the Slater board is, like, in another league on its own already, <laughs> but they're sitting here as liabilities in your um, in your house, just um, devaluing. I'm on my 500 bucks <laughs> student board that I bought in Bali, because but, you're, like, going back to the other board. <laughs> we're going to invest... You are not ready for this board. <laughs> we're going to invest... This board is not ready for you. <laughs> we're going to invest in you over the next 30 days. Okay, and you are going to see some personal growth in, in your body, your mental attitude, um, just your outlook, um, how you see waves, what you feel, and all of that is just going to um, grow. And when you do come back to the boards that you originally bought to help you surf, now with that knowledge, you're going to start to feel things you've never felt before. And that's when the point of difference in boards um, sort of comes to life and you start to enjoy it a lot more. Yeah, I'm so pumped for that. <laughs> yeah. So, so we can't take over journey. It's good. I'm so excited. So tell me then, what was the catalyst of change? So we were going ahead for five years, we've got great content, we know it's good, but we're spinning our wheels and probably our wheel. Well we got disillusioned. We got disillusioned. I don't think we did a lot. Like I was as I said, like I was a management consultant and I was overseas and flying in and out every week and I bought a house and was renovating it and Plays, you know, living, raising family. Like, we got disillusioned. I think we got stoked back mid last year. Clay was making some videos, we took a bit of money, like, we started shooting videos, and I was like, yeah, give me that. That's what I mean. Also, training Clay. Like, old dogs, new tricks. All of us, me learning new tricks as well. But, like, Clay, we've got to get in front of the camera. Like, what we do here is scalable. Like, we've got customers in Iceland and Portugal. And we go down the beach and we coach, and it's like, yeah, let's take an hourly wage versus let's go down yeah, and everything we do now is yeah. we film it and I'm like we're yeah. going to the beach I'm like Nico's coming down we're filming everything we do we go live down the beach showing because we you know and Clay wants to coach 
keeps him in the game, plus it's the Kui kids, there's a massive yeah. awesome story behind that, it's, you know, um, you know, and it, it's a lot of fun, and that keeps the vibe fun, like, our lifestyle is good, and we film it, and there's, I mean, I, I affectionately refer to this as, like, a bit of a circus, like, I go to Clay's house on a Friday, like, I now work four days a week in my standard job, I get there, and it's like, I'm like, Clay, I get no work done, so I bought a stand-up desk, got my laptop, and, like, just, I got so much to do, I got customers to email, I got online stuff, we've got pages to build, and it's like every day, Jeremy, we're going, you know, we're going here, we're going that, and there's like three kids in the backyard shaping surfboards, there's like a mum riding the ramp, you know, five guys on the skate uh, ramp, it's like a circus. boards, fixing boards, uh, Nico wants to know what videos we're cutting, Ant, <laughs> Ant comes in, Ant's just living everything, he's like, oh, let's go live, let's go live, <laughs> like, Jesus, guys, I now I'm coming in, <laughs> look out, <laughs> Now I'm drinking beers and That's talking. I have like a mount of GoPro to my face. Ask Nick, here's the camera guy. How crazy is my house, mate? Oh, my God, you don't want to know. Your wife, Janine, is so patient. Your wife was telling me the other night, so oh, I can't get changed in front of the windows. It's like young girls wandering up the side of the house. Yeah. And every every like Wednesday night, we, you know, we've been going live for the last what, eight, seven weeks with the amp. And, um, yeah. You know, they, they can't use the, the taps. Like, the taps, you hear them go through the walls. Oh, so the no, no one's allowed to use the kitchen. Yeah, yeah you, can't, you can't shower, content tap up, because it goes like, <laughs> <laughs> the taps go bang. Yeah. And then Nick freaks out and moans at me, so I am at the family, so, yeah. But so, we went digital. Days. Like, we went digital, so, you know, Ant, um, Anthony Lay is an amazing asset. There's someone, again, part of the circus and family now. Um, You'll see him in the program. You're going to see him He's everywhere. How tall is that dude? But he jumps on the boat, so I'm like, is he going to smack his head? And next to Chris, sorry, Chris, <laughs> where Chris stands in the background and then Ant <laughs> yeah. jumps on the boat. Yeah. So on the couch, he sits back and I sit forward to try to like balance uh, yeah. the house. Oh, I'm doing it wrong. I probably look like a small child back then. <laughs> yeah. I'm a midget at the best of times. Yeah. Um, but like, Ant has been amazing. Like, you know, I. I got told once there's three jobs in the world, right? Technician, uh, sales, and leadership. And it's like, I've been a technician. Like, I've gone deep in my craft of, of carpentry and finance and marketing now. And, and Clay's always been in surfing and boards and coaching and, and being a thing. Like, you, you have been a technician. And it's yeah. like, you know, you've done elements of sales and leadership as well. But it's like, your primary love is being a technician and yeah. sharing that joy. Like, that's what makes yeah. you happy. It's not making money. No. It's not... Um, you know, it's the feedback, it's the stoke. And yeah. I'm a bit similar, but also like knowing kind of we've got to get out of just trading time for money. Start every every opportunity we go down to, we don't really take on too many clients anymore unless it's kind of like we're filming it or, you know, Clay wants to do it for personal reasons and wants to, you know, share yeah. that gift or whatever, right? But it's like we're filming a lot and obviously digital advertising That's is a massive. It's weird, like I, I do enjoy coaching, I love it. But it's getting to the point where I can't get around to everyone, so I almost yeah. got to start sort of charging a little bit more. Yeah. Um, Fuck off just, the price comes then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm, I never really thought I'd ever get to that point, mm. but it has to be worth my while because I give so much energy out to people that I'll burn out and then I won't yeah. be worth to anybody really. Yeah. My goal was to get you off the beach. Like that's that was like I'm not taking none of us taking any income until you're off the beach. Like until you get enough money so that Clay doesn't have to go to the beach and we can focus on him. To do that though, like we've had to you know, Ant has been amazing, like Anthony, if you guys see any content you'll see him. 
We'll tag him. Good looking dude, amazing presenter, mentalist. He's on Australia's Got wants Talent. To, he's on Australia's Got Talent. Dolphin? Wants to be a dolphin. What do you mean he's on Australia's Got Talent? He's, got, he's on Australia's Got Talent. He's on Australia's Got Talent. He's like literally reader. a Pazlo gun. And I think it was like Kyle, one of those guys from whatever commercial show that is. He's like shooting a nail gun. He's like, I'm gonna go blindfold him. I'm gonna read you with his NLP. That's a magician. He is literally a magician. What the fuck? The best business lesson is to get yourself a magician, put him on camera, make him go live, and upskill your, your artist to, right. to go live okay. every day. Next episode, I want him. <laughs> some card tricks. But he's not shooting a nail gun at me. No, you'd be shooting a nail gun at him. Oh, I, yeah. I'm great. I can pierce ears with nail guns. I'm very good at it. You gotta get the right gun though. There's three guns. Only two have nails in them, one doesn't. His game is he's gonna, you're gonna mix it all up, he's gonna have a blindfold on, Rush and then he's gonna read your. Gun. Yeah. I fucking love this idea. It's awesome. I wanna have a go as well. But Barrel that, business, beers, and nail guns. I feel like this content, we load some ads up behind this, and, and we're gonna go viral. Yeah. Just like, <laughs> it's actually, it's like Jackass <laughs> 2020. <laughs> Marzi stars. <laughs> Someone asked me the other day how I wasn't on Jackass. <laughs> <laughs> So, but what was the catalyst of now everything's taken off? So, grinded and spun the wheels for five years. Did you like, get Ant on board? Did you? Uh, what did you? Ant came on, but happened? it was initially like we were making, we thought it already kind of exploded a bit. And obviously, time, I think we, you know, we had a following across multiple channels. So, we've kind of grinded at it. I think we'd. One of the big things was rechanging the that customer experience we're talking about. Like, it's not about how I perceive it or Clay perceives it. Someone just got to test, right? You don't. Clay is an amazing sensei, and you know he's pretty good at adapting to someone in a live environment to like change the analogy to fit the case. But like in an online environment, you don't get that feedback. So you got to test. So you build different pages. You organize the pain points really, focusing on customer. Are you struggling with X? Is this painful? You know, buying a new surfboard doesn't thing, and then the positives as well. So that helped. Yeah. Obviously, paid ad, ads helped. Yeah. So the pain points. When I talk about pain points, it's understanding for the avatar what's their physical pain, what keeps them up yeah. at night, what stresses them out, what pisses them off, and then what's their aspirational pain, the the yeah. pain of not getting the goal, the pain of me not getting barreled yeah. and having surfboards hanging around my house. Your mates laughing at you. Like shit. Like no one wants that. Yeah. Well, if I had some mates to go surfing with, that would be even better. But. I just have Lou and she just takes the piss out of me all the time, so... <laughs> for me, one of the biggest um, tools in my toolbox has been meeting Kim Bancroft and understanding some of the psychology around it. Because mm. I've been frustrated not being able to get a point of view across. And um, one of the big concepts that we came up with was the wave of progression, which you'll see on our uh, program. So basically, in the wave of progression, there's highs and lows. Okay. So the um, the bigger the risk you take, the, the bigger the reward. Just so, like business. So exactly. When you start surfing, you start learning on foamies and learning to surf. So there's it's a small foamy, um, small risk and it, it's yeah, you're standing but it's not really surfing. Yeah. As you start going to the green face, um, it's a bit more of a swell, a lot harder to catch. Now when you go from a, a soft top and a foamy, which is really wide and really thick and really long, the waves catch you, it's pretty easy. But when you go into a hard top, on a smaller board, a lot harder to catch waves, you've got to read the ocean better. So you start actually getting a lot worse before you start getting better. Okay? 
And then, say, if you're going for an intermediate or advanced, you're going to start sending reef breaks and start getting like, more advanced boards and whatever it may be. So, again, you start sucking. You don't make the barrels, you get banged on the reef, whatever. So, there's, also, there's always this down curve of sucking before you go up and start getting better. So, I suppose we came up with some really good business ideas and sucked at it. Yeah. And now, now we're coming up on that S curve graph where uh, we're starting to make some headway, we're starting to see some sales, um, we're starting to get noticed, and, and it's a learning curve. And I'm sure we're going to probably hit the next down before we hit the next high again. So it's failing forwards, like that's yeah. that. You know, like you actually have to, and in skateboarding, it's the same life lesson to me growing up. It was like, you know, my brother pushing me in and just being like, man, if you're not, if you're not stuck in it, like go home. Oh. And I was like, he was really adamant, so like, I was always trying to eat it. I hate it, because I come home from football with broken everything. Yeah. You know, all those injuries I was talking about. And he's like, can you just try to be more of a girl, or just be more careful? I'm like, if you're not injured, you didn't try hard enough. And he's like, stop going into the game with that attitude, because... That's <laughs> so like, yeah, cast. Now, now you're just like, pushing it too far. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose, like, my basic point being is that you have to have failure to have success. Yes. Um, so that's the big thing that we had a good product, failed at it, and then made it better. And there's levels, like going back to surfing analogies, like it's easy, you get comfortable surfing three foot or four foot, and then maybe, you know, you're, you're a beginner, but you're like a charger, so you start surfing big waves, but you're still surfing mid-face, but like eventually, you know, sitting deeper in the pocket, you know, you learn like more time doing stuff, you get comfortable, and similarly in business, like, you know, I'm, you, you freak out at different things. And what stressed me out a year ago doesn't stress me out now, right? Because you're mm -hmm. failing forward, it's yeah. stressful, and eventually you learn to adapt and grow. And it's like, you've got to love it to keep doing it, or you kind of grind it out, like I have in my career. But well, eventually... Even, even being in front of a camera, when you don't care about it anymore, you just don't care. Yeah. It's just like, I've probably got chocolate on my face, I've got a beer in my <laughs> No, you wiped it off. I was going to tell you, but yeah. <laughs> All good. I don't care. Look at my hair. Probably a mess. I don't care. I would have this, like for me being a girl, like I used to have this whole thing about never being makeup free. Ah, this morning I'm still in my bloody sports bra, no makeup whatsoever, did a live, and then someone says, I'm like, oh, whatever. Yeah. It's like, you've got to make the unfamiliar familiar, get comfortable yeah. with it, and if you can actually sit into what's, if you can take your ego out of it and go, actually, it's not about me. and and the vanity. Yeah. Maybe not everyone's looking at your fucking pimples. You, you can be <laughs> you can be professional, but you don't have to um, sort of be outside of your skin and someone else. Be yourself, yeah. but still be professional about what yeah. you do. I'm really big about that. Like I think, you know, coming from a corporate environment, like I was blue suit, white shirts, you know, wearing freaking co like tires. But I just, like I literally like I've just you know I was cleaning out my wardrobe the other day. I was when I'm literally keeping too low-key, you know, for a wedding, and I was like, I just don't need all this crap, because I had all this stuff, and it's like, thousands of bucks, right? My and dad's I'm like, like, can you get rid of that tub? He's like, when are you ever wearing your navy three-piece yeah. man suit ever again? I like, I paid $5,000 for that custom suit, and he's like, and it's taken up space in my garage. He's yeah. like... Fish moths are wearing it. He's like... You don't, like... My time at Accenture, like, as a management consultant, was really, really good to me. Like, it was... I went in there like wide-eyed, like, oh, it's, you know, Fortune 500 company, and I got to work with ASX listed this and Fortune 500s and consult. And you go in as a consultant, and it's like, they hate you. you get, they're, they're paying like three grand a day. Yeah. They're like, we're just going to bash this guy. And you're in like a bit of a squad. It's a really hard environment, but it's like, 
you know, you run and you feel like you're in warfare with your, like, four people you're in a squad with. You're kind of the enemy in the court, but you work really hard, you kind of get in that, you learn so much so fast. It's like doing five jobs in a year or you're drinking out of a fire hydrant in terms of information around other people's businesses and, like, your own ability to deliver on stuff you had no idea about and then you're kind of, like, you know, faking it till you're making it at times. But one of the... My biggest lesson after all that was I don't need to be like a suit and a tie. Like I, you can show your personality and it resonates yeah. more. And I think when I left, like, you know, I had opportunities to go up and I was doing really well, but it was like, I was, you know, sometimes I swore in a meeting or I was just really authentic. And it wasn't about, it's like, this is actually the best decision going forward. And then like, put your personality into it, swear if you need to, but like, you're just really convicted and I'm not gonna bullshit. And it's like, that works for me because that's who I am and I don't want to be any different. Like, I don't need to, at that stage, it's not like I'm out anyway, so I'm just going to say what I want now. In a professional manner, but just like really convicted. And it was huge. Like, that was when stuff started clicking and they were like, oh, you're doing really well. Like, your client loves you. We want to, you know, you can run this job and like, you got that. And I'm like, oh, actually, not out. But thanks for you. Yeah. Really validating that. Don't have to be anyone else. No. Well, I spent so many years, like, being a small girl, in the industry that I was in as well, and and all the girls in our industry still dress like receptionists, so the credibility yeah. is low, the tits are out, and it's like you're not going to get the respect to come in as a consultant and tell people how to run their businesses. Sorry, if you look like the receptionist. Yeah. So then I went completely the other way, full button-up shirts. I made every female on staff had full button-up shirts, cufflinks, polished shoes, matching belt shoes, bags. I wore custom man suits, like because no one's going to judge me for being a girl. And I didn't think, coming out of that, I was really struggling. Like, how's anyone going to take me seriously or how am I going to have credibility without my suit? And, like, I'd go to a meeting here on the Gold Coast. <laughs> Imagine me fucking tottering oh, around in, in my patent leather shoes carrying yeah. that bloody Prada, driving my Lotus Elise, my glitter orange Lotus, Ooh. wearing a suit. Yep. I, I turned it down to a skirt. <laughs> I'd walk in and everyone would look at me, they're like, Look at this fucking makeup. Chill out. Like, Jesus, girl. Like, with my black frame glasses, and I was just like, then I now I felt like a leper. Like, <laughs> how do I get this balance? And then it took a lot of deep work, took a lot of mind valley to go. So you said a key word. You said deep. So there's something called deep confidence versus like sort of a shallow confidence. So by the end of Jeremy's sort of um, time in Essentia, he had a deep confidence in himself where his own personality had come out. Whereas um, when you started the job, you had like a, you said fake it till you make it. You don't it, know so. what you don't know. So you're trying exactly. to fit into, like you're learning, you've walked into the jungle and you don't know what creatures you're up against. And yeah. so you're like yeah. on edge, like I gotta fit in. Yeah, I get the Ralph Lauren polo, right? I gotta, <laughs> and that's not the way I dress. And that's not the way I act. I hope and... you had the sweater over your shoulders and the oh, Maybe, maybe in the archive somewhere. <laughs> but it's, yeah, like I, look, I found my tribe there anyway. And there's amazing people there and you learn a lot. But even where I'm in now, like I realize as well, tech, tech's fun. Like you can wear, I wear this to work. You know, I've got, a, I still have a corporate job that I work four days a week, and it's amazing. And I actually love it. And I, I love it I'm now that I, with I wear the, a swimsuit to work. Yeah. Pretty much every day. <laughs> it's like I deal with the C-suite there, and like we're a 200-person company. We would deal, uh, deal with stuff at ASX. Amazing business, but like we had a hack day the other day. There's 100 devs in there. You know, everyone's in shorts, and it's awesome. Like it's a fun environment, and it's. You know, I think the new methodology is coming through as well. Like the whole game has changed. Like design thinking, customer experience, they're kind of standard words in business today that like get thrown around a lot. And that does mean getting the post-it notes. Like I've, I had 
had him out of the post-it notes because there's a lot of ideas in business and you've got to value them because not all of them are commercial. And so it's like, <laughs> let's throw all the ideas, Clay, because every time I come down, there's like a million ideas and there's 10 people at the circus with other ideas. I'm like, yeah, that's awesome. Everyone's get, everyone gets a chance. Put your post-it note up there and then we're going to put them on which ones are going to do now. We're like value versus effort and we put them on the matrix and then that's the way, like any decision that comes forward goes through that. Like if they don't go along those train tracks, it's not, we're not doing it. I love it. You might, if you look under the couch just behind you, you'll see a whole stack of whiteboards. Yeah, so because I try to go paper-free, plastic-free as much as I can, yeah. so this place is usually like just got whiteboards everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so we, do, we run the same system. Everything, go, all the ideas go up. And yeah. We're like, okay, that one's moving to the marina. And we like get the whiteboard and that one's the marina. And it's over there. And it's like moving them around. But I love what you just said then in terms of there is so many good ideas, but that doesn't mean it's the right timing. For the market either yeah and it doesn't mean you want to get rid of them but looking at that like that okay that's the idea what's the value what's the payoff what's the investment of time yeah like okay how long is it going to take to get the return on investment but most importantly what's the price of admission because every idea you back is at the cost of something opportunity else. cost yeah so which what are you willing to sacrifice yeah. to back that one and what have you what thinking and testing have you done to make sure that you're, you know, hedging your bets and putting putting your time, which is yeah. the most valuable asset, behind it? Because yeah. a lot of us can resource money if we need to, yeah. right? So it's more about thinking about the time that you lose or gain by by backing a certain thing. Um, let's talk about let's talk about something a little touchy, maybe. Oh, but <laughs> how do we go with picking brand names, guys? Ah, oh, dude, we're running a comp, so we have run into a, we love the, we are currently branded as Manzi, and Manzi is a Zulu word for water, um, you know, we Ah, I, I meant to ask, yeah. obviously South African heritage, is it a word for water, yeah. It's got some pizzazz, uh, as Anthea told me the other night, because um, at the moment we're, we've got some ideas, uh, yeah. Ombi, which is one of our frameworks, so Yeah, let's just Mondi. go back a minute, let's go with some learnings, why do we need to run a competition? Uh, we've run into some infringement trademark issues. Um, you know, we had t-shirts printed and, you know, it's been pointed out to us nicely by another company that uh, we don't have rights to uh, do that, mm -hmm. which, you know, business lesson. Yeah, Get so on. what is the business lesson in that? What go, would you... Before you name and go, yeah, the domain's available, the dot-com's available, sweet, I've got this. Oh, yeah. Dot-com's available. Pretty much everyone goes, if the dot-com's available, Man, I've got say, this. Right. I've got it. You don't. Yeah. You need to go on to IP Australia and also there's a world one, it's like www 3 WIP or something, we put it in show notes. Yeah. Make sure you check and so what can you do. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't know what we didn't know. And I'm stoked. I got a, uh, an email from, actually, I got an Instagram from my lawyer the other day going, hey, just want to let you know that Barrels and Business Trademark, we're good to go. Let's get it done. And I'm like, you guys are all this shit. You're like, it's the way it works. Like, you just, but you start stuff, you create a problem. And I, like, I do encourage that. Like, I don't know. Be smart, but like, don't let it stop you. Like, go and create a problem. That's one of my mentors told me. Yeah. I was like, just go. Jay, stop overthinking it. Just create a freaking problem and yeah. then sort the mess out. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad that, you know, we're in a mess. Don't ask for mess. permission, ask for forgiveness. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. look, we've, we've worked in good terms. The, the other business was really cool about it. Like, we've, but, um, you know, we decided as well, like, we've had people ask for t shirts and kind. There's enough similarity there. Like, let's just change it. Um, I was, wondering, love why, I was wondering why there was no shirts today. Yep. Why no, haven't you branded yet? Where's my branded surf skate? <laughs> yeah. um, 
So if you were going to give some advice to someone though, Jeremy, around that, what would you what would you tell them to do? Well, yeah, check, check the .com and or the .co, but check your your IP on. We can put the links on the show notes, mm-hmm. but make sure you check those. Um, and what's going to be important for you with selecting a name? So if we get we've got people that are trying to win stuff here as well. Yeah. What what do you think is important in selecting a brand name? <laughs> well, you want to go? Yeah, uh, it's probably something that sticks. Maybe something that's um, like if you hear something too often, it doesn't sometimes stick. Maybe something unique um, has a bit like a Manzi really resonated and stuck. I have brand story. Like initially, this is actually funny. So when we're middle mid last year, so I've rebranded twice now, all right? Don't ever do this mistake either. Started with Maiden well, Surf. I'm on my third one for... <laughs> I'm buying domain names like you wouldn't believe. We've got a backlog of these things, right? I have 120 I've got an idea. at one stage. 120 <laughs> domains at one stage. Like, yeah. Us oh, crazies. Yeah. Driving home on the highway and I'm like, oh. Go buy that! Yes, it's available. Pull over and get a domain right now because I'm going to steal it. Be your best self. That was a good idea of mine. I was like, I'm going to make a program out of that. Yeah, I've got them all. That's okay. I've got them all. Um, I've got a stack of domain names and I've got a little stack of ideas. So I'm going to check myself, make sure I'm working on the stuff that's actual value and impactful because I've got a lot of ideas. Um, But initially it was like Speed Power Flow, which was that framework from obviously the WSL judging criteria and it's the way we want to, you know, effortless, want people to surf effortlessly with speed, power, and flow. It was going to be called SPF. That's what Clay wanted. I'm like, hey, that's a bloody sunscreen. Probably <laughs> trademarks on that as well. We're not SPF. I'm not a sunscreen brand. Um, so it was SPF, and I'm like, mate, we need to, you need to go deeper. We need a brand story. Got to have a brand story. I like the brand story. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, brand stories was... for me, that's what hooks, and that's what makes you committed and makes people want, like, Zumba. So Zumba knew that they had their solid brand, when people started tattooing the brand on them. Oh, so, what a great tattoo. So I think I was telling you the story earlier about Mind Valley, and Mind Valley said they knew that they hit the mark when people started tattooing yeah, things on them. Uh, that's, yeah. Let's well, get SPF 50 yeah. plus. <laughs> <laughs> that's when we've made it. That's when you made it. That's when you made it, yeah. That's when you made it. So, what, okay, so tell us about the brand story. What's the elements that need to be there then? Oh, I've been struggling. So we're running a competition. There's some amazing, you know, there are some good names that come through. We've been, I've been looking deep into tessellate. I was tessellations. I was going into mathematicians. I but wanted something. A I know. Yeah, so yeah, we found good. that out too. Yeah. Plus, it's really hard to spell, and I shopped it around everyone. Oh, that was the other thing. Go get. Fender. Make it something easy to spell, and don't get creative with your spelling. Because yeah. The amount of times you get redirected to the wrong side. Yeah. Yeah. Also, just a quick one to my to anyone listening. Buy your name as soon as you possibly can because you never know when you want, want to use your own name as a brand or because people will search, like people will be searching for Clayton, right? Yeah. Spoken so, by someone who owns 300 domains. Yes, but I don't own jadegreen.com, unfortunately. Yeah. And what really sucks is that some blonde bird with blue eyes that lives in California and she's a Sounds horrible. Person. So if people go to the .com, they could get easily confused. Lucky Can you though. trademark a personal name? They're like, no, I'm Jade Green. Get out of here. No, um, I'm Jade Green. My <laughs> lawyer is actually looking at that. Um, the problem that came with Jade Green, they're trying to find a workaround, was the fact that it's actually a colour. And so it's a it's yeah. a common thing. Yeah. Rather than just a unique name. So there was there's a few dramas with that. 
But at least this girl has changed gears because there used to be a medicinal marijuana distribution company. So when I was trying to get the domain originally, yeah, just a pot smoking site came up. Good side affiliate hustle. But there you go. Yeah, it could be my my side hustle. Um, But yeah, if you can get get your name, secure it, because just so no one else can. So they can't like... Because otherwise people put... Like if they wanted to hack Clayton's funnel, if they had his name... Yeah. Right, and they don't have to have. So that we the did. Someone side. had Clayton Surf. This is ridiculous. Oh, when I, I first came on board, talk about love. This yeah. guy, man. Like originally, it was like he had .com.au, the most horrible-looking website I've ever seen. I was like, bro, dude, I can't look at it anymore. Like, <laughs> I can't be selling this other product and then have this website. I don't know how you built it. Anyway, there was and then there's a .co. Uh, yeah, the South African branch, and then there's a guy in Germany um, who's a distributor. Uh, there's another someone else. There's a few Clayton surfs rolling around. Someone has snapped the domain and used it as part of their PDN. For yeah. those who didn't know, it's part of a private blog network from an SEO. And I was like, Clay, someone's got the .com. Because you just have a .com that are you. And I'm like, if you're going to you know, have the brand, let's get the .com. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not a common thing. And I'm like, who owns this? So I started looking around. I ended up paying the guy. He was actually really reasonable. Uh, somehow connected. I paid him 500 bucks or something. He's like, oh, I'm wow. just using this to power up my other site. Well, I'm, I'm so like, pissed off. I could have bought jgreen.com about six years, seven years ago, five grand. And I was like, oh, I'm never gonna use my personal brand. I always roll with Velocity, like, which was my company at the time. Like, yeah. only wankers have their own name. I don't need to spend five grand. Now I'm like, damn it. <laughs> so what other, what other elements need to be in your name? What does it need to convey? What's the, when you talk brand story, what do you mean by brand story? So, Something that's not, uh, well, one, I want it to not be, like, it's got to be unique enough, it's a potentially made-up word, that is, or something really obscure in the sense of... What was the mix between a man and a dolphin? <laughs> Mando. 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 <laughs> Sounds like Mambo, though. I tell you, it's... Mambo. Um, Mando. I, I don't know, like, <laughs> look, there's two, there's two things, it depends how much you want to do it. So we've got two... Yeah, D-Man. <laughs> German. D-Man. Dolman. Yeah. Dolman! There's a lot of ideas thrown around. Yeah. Kwamanzi was one of them, which is Swahili version of a Manzi. Oh, when I, I actually, um, when I got married, we actually said our vows in Swahili. Did you? Nice. Mimi na kupenda. I love you. Oh. That's good. I told you I like, I like Africa. Yeah. So I spend a lot of time traveling Africa. Um, I don't know, like there's two sports, right? Like a lot of brands are either, you know, you based around a framework like an acronym ASP, or which is our accelerated surfing program. Um, obviously the ASP would know, I was in a business called AVX and we bought a .com for an exorbitant six-figure amount to get that prestige. But, um, you know, we would never get ASP, but I actually got ASPsurf.co. But, um, I don't know, we did want something like a Manzi, which is a bit more fun. You can actually put some characters around it. Like the next phase would be some cool t-shirts, some cool characters. Yeah. A bit more, like just something that I actually want to wear, you know. Like, yeah, it's branding. Just... But uh, we have, we're kind of we're, we're thinking about one at the moment, which is you know around our main framework, O M B E, and I did just snap it up. So I think you're gonna yeah. like you know arbitrage me and get there first and buy it. I've already got and it. Sell it back to us. <laughs> I've already <laughs> got it. Yeah. Don't, don't <laughs> can't screw me. Um, but yeah, the bit I do like about that is the main comp is ocean. Uh, what is it? Ocean mind body. Ooh. Yeah, but there's office machinery business equipment, oh, yeah, which no. just sounds cool. Like, 
Get that on a t-shirt. You're making some money. Yeah. I'm signing up. It's very sexy brand, so. Yeah. <laughs> that's where we're at at the moment, so please. That's why we're running a comp. Please give us some suggestions. My like, name came from uh, riding a bumpy boat ride back from the Mentawis. Going, you know what? I'm like, been on been out for a week, no laptop. I'm like, I just want to, all I want to do is just do business and surfing. And we want to start a podcast and... Everyone's like, you've got to do this, you've got to do that. And I'm like, I just want to talk surfing and business. Oh, fuck it. Barrels and business. That's it. I'm yeah. doing it. Yeah. Very simple. Can't really screw it up, except for everyone thinks I'm talking wine. It doesn't surf. Really? They're like wine barrels? Oh, that's not bad. That's, yeah. Like, we can do an episode on that. Combine the two, three, whatever it is. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like a good read. Yeah. I'm going to interview Drostyhoff. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. South African wine. Oh, really? Right. Like really cheap and nasty. Oh, it's so cheap and yeah. nasty. Yeah. Yeah, we had a great time drinking a whole thing of Drosty Hoff while our. Drosty That's a good name. No one will have yeah, that the, uh, Our Overlander broke down in the middle of Bump Up Botswana on Christmas Day. And so we drank all the Drosty we had and decided to let off our South African Patriot fireworks off the top of the Overlander no. until our guides decided that this was a bad idea because instead of scaring away the animals, it was attracting the animals and it was getting dark and we hadn't come to get rescued yet. So we should all maybe get off the roof, stop with the fireworks and get back in the van. Yeah, look up from the last. This I've is really the last period. period. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Once, um, once COVID's over, we're going to Africa. We're going to surf trip. Yeah. Oh my gosh, so unbroken foot, you can take me to J-Bay <laughs> and I can surf something other than just the point. J-Bay's amazing. Do you guys have a, like it's endless summer too, and they're like in the car and someone puts the meat in his wetsuit. They're kind of like in the open car and it's like tigers like ripping at it. It's like, is it tough? Um, I like feel tough. like there's no tigers in Africa. Yeah. Just oh. maybe the lions. wrong kind Some lions. Lions? Yeah. Potentially yeah. lions. They're lions. all in. They're like on the freaking, no, no, they're in like an puma. open cage thing. <laughs> the puma. Yeah, they're all, they're all in lions. communities and like parks and stuff. Yeah. Uh, maybe in South Africa, but I uh, I free camped in the Serengeti, the Maasai Mara, and the Okavango Delta. No fucking fences there, is it? No. That's the real deal. That's the real deal. The real you deal. like get in a dugout and you paddle out in the Okavango Delta and you set up camp. Hippos. Yeah, and you're like, what keeps the hippos away? And they're like, stay in your tent. Hippos are no. number one killer, aren't they? Yes. They, they are the number one, one the most aggressive animal. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're and, scary. And they roam around heaps. Yeah. Yeah. They're really scary and they can run 45 kilometers an hour. Yeah. So you know, like everyone comes to Australia and they're like, oh, it's so everyone's dangerous. Gonna kill you here. Everyone's gonna kill you. I had a girlfriend, like, I lived in Canada for a couple of years and um, I remember her being like, Australia's so dangerous. And then I was going, I went over there and I'm like, run through the bush and it's like, yeah, it's creepy feeling. It's like you run into a bear and you're like, ah! Like you're not the biggest thing in the jungle there. Like yeah. you've got pumas, uh, mountain lions, you know, yeah. and there's like a kid got, like a you know, 15 year old got like taken. Um, you know, while I was over there, but like you run into bears, like you are not the apex predator. Like, mm-hmm. we've got some deadly little things. Do you we've guys follow UFC at all? Yeah. So, my friend is Uriah Hall, so he just fought like two weekends ago and beat Anderson Silva. Like, wow. Uh, yeah. Massive yeah. achievement. Massive achievement. To, like, that, that was his hero to go and do that. But anytime Uriah comes to Australia, he's like always here for like max, like three days. He's like in and out. He's like, I'm like, Uriah, how, like, Seriously, we get no time. And he's like, everything in your country is trying to kill me. <laughs> he's like, I'm not going to the beach. There's fucking sharks there. Yeah. And like, and then he was like, <laughs> every time they send 
some sort of crazy news story goes out in the Daily Mail or something. He's like, send me photos. He's like, he's like, look at the size of this spider in Australia. I'm like, oh my god, dude. Like, <laughs> you're you're like this giant scary ass man who beats Edison Silver, and you're scared of this. Yeah, smallest voice. I mean, seriously, this, he literally gets in and out with the UFC as fast as he can because it's like, too dangerous. Ridiculous. Too dangerous. Yeah, next level. Think of some people. Yeah, yeah. No, I thought felt like Clayton had something there. Yeah. No, I had nothing. Got nothing. No, he looks hungry and tired. He yeah. does. I so that that circle light's just like buzzing my eyes. So this is what I stare at. Like, from the minute I see you out there, yeah. well, some mornings I'm already on, until, like, 8 o'clock at night, I stare at that thing. They, my neighbours call me the angel, because they reckon they're just the like a halo. Beaming. I just ordered two of those, I got two content guys at work, we just ordered them for, it's been creating videos at home, now it's all COVID. Like, yeah. Pretty intense, first time I've seen it lit up. Well, usually I'm white, like within a metre of that thing, and I'm under it yeah. all day, so you get off and you're like, can't say shit. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like my, my pupils are just like... Yeah. Um, okay, so let's talk about where can people get access to this amazing program I've been talking about. Amanzi, the Jeremy? And when we do come up with a name, which hopefully you guys help, it'll obviously redirect. We'll so redirect it and we'll put All it our socials, Amanzi uh, Surf across everything, and yeah, we'll end up updating everything over the next couple of months. So, yeah. We're going live. We also have a surf, a free group. There's a free program, which is, you've started already, right? The, yep. The surf assessment. So on our site, there's a free program, which is basically current state, business sense, where you at. Like, what's the current state and what does good look you, like? You don't know what you don't know. Yeah. So now we're telling you, like, this is where you're going wrong. All right. Yeah. And it highlights the weaknesses. Um, it highlights where you're at. And then in, a, in your movement, in your body, in your patterns... Uh, from there as well, we are going live into Surf Hacks group, um, free group, public, and... On Facebook? Yeah, on Facebook. Yep, and so Facebook, we give a lot of value Hacks. away in there. Um, and YouTube, there's obviously a lot of videos on there as well. Yeah. So we've got a lot of content. We're, we'll we're making a lot we'll of content. We'll stick the links in. And after we, we're going to wrap this in a second, and then Clayton's going to give me his number one piece of advice that I need to do. I'm not allowed to do it before we start on Monday. But you guys should do uh, to get yourself on track. So we'll do that in a minute. We'll, so there'll be another bonus video attached to this. So if you're listening on the audio, um, head over to YouTube, bit.ly barrels and business, uh, or any of our normal channels. And there'll be the video of Clayton schooling me in a few moments. Uh, we'll make sure there's links to all of those different groups and everything. Um, but yeah, I definitely say do that free assessment. If you're a surfer, do the assessment, like, because for me, it's just been fucking mind-blowing already. Uh, so I can't even imagine what the rest of the program's going to be like. It's some great, like, it's been, what, six years in the making? Yeah. Yeah, so it is. And then now you're an overnight success. It's, it's not just a thumb suck, but it's really good content and it's been well thought out. Yeah. Jeremy's managed to give a my spaghetti brain to straight line and package it nicely. So it's good. Yeah, yeah I love it. Cool. Cheers, guys. I think you're empty, but we'll yeah. cheers anyway. Thanks for having us on the Barrel show. Barrel business and beers. And uh, we'll see you guys Thanks, on the next video. Thanks, Big Head. Yes, Big Head. <laughs> Thanks, Nico. Sponsoring us very soon. <laughs> Hey there, Barrel Chasing business owners. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. What would be amazing and allow us to reach as many business owners just like you would be if you could leave us a five-star review on iTunes. 
If you feel like you got any entertainment or any value out of today, if you could pop on over, that would mean the world to us. See you on the next show.